fence around it. Come on, lady! Every day could be an adventure. Hi everyone, Vegas Film Critic here, Jeff Ricky Howard, here to review the new live-action version of Lady and the Tramp, uh, streaming exclusively on Disney Plus service. This is it. Disney streaming is here. Uh, the mega entertainment giant has jumped into the streaming service, offering all new kinds of original movies, TV shows, uh, specials, and the big feather in their hat on their launch is Lady and the Tramp. Now, this is shot in photorealism, so if you saw Lion King a few months ago, you pretty much expect what's going to happen here. The dogs look like they're really talking, so... Unlike, you know, Lion King, at the first few minutes, you were kind of like, this is really weird. You know, it just really messes with your senses. It really does. You think these animals are really talking. Uh, this is one of my all-time favorite Disney animated films. Not so much for the story, but more for the great jazz music. I was introduced to jazz at an early age through Peggy Lee, who is one of my all-time favorite singers, jazz singers, and she wrote the score for uh, Lady and the Tramp. She wrote La La Lou, The Lullaby, she wrote uh, the Siamese Cat Song, you know, Bella Note, all of those things, and uh, they were just priceless songs to me growing up. So I was really excited to see what Disney was going to do with this live-action version. Set at the turn of the century of the 20th century, the first thing I noticed, and I'm going to tread lightly here, is that the original Disney film, the original Lady and the Tramp, was just filled with racism, you know, with stereotypes and racism. It was the times, it was the 1950s, there wasn't politically correct stuff. So I was really curious to see what Disney was going to do. I knew they were going to get rid of the Chinese, uh, the Siamese cat song. I knew that. That, yes, that was very racist. Uh, but they still have cats in it, and they redid a whole new song, but it's, 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 uh, it's neutral. <laughs> There's nothing offensive about it. But the first thing I noticed right away is Jim and Darling Deer, the couple that, that get the puppy for Lady, they were a mixed race. So I thought that was pretty progressive. And as the movie continued, there was colorblindness everywhere. Now, I'm not complaining about that. It's just that it was kind of like overkill. And I guess that's maybe for older people like me or for people who know history and know that at the turn of the century, especially in New York or London or wherever, you know, that, you know, there wasn't the kind of the mixing that was going on right there. It was not uh, popular. Is that the right word? So right away, I knew Disney put this in the PC centrifuge and spun it around. I'm not saying they should be racist. I'm not saying that whatsoever. But it's really kind of, uh, it's really kind of front and center in Lady and the Tramp. So at times, Lady and the Tramp felt like a Hallmark movie. Does that make sense? You know, it just felt like a movie of the week. Uh, and the animation, I was a lot happier with this than I was with Lion King. Lion King, I know, made a boatload of money. But Lady and the Tramp, for some reason, it didn't bother me as much as Lion King. Uh, and I was really excited to see what they were going to do with these songs that I come, I've come to love my whole life. And the first one up, of course, is Bella Note, one of my all-time favorite songs, nominated for the Academy Award back in 1955. And uh, this time, we have the great F. Murray Abraham, one of my all-time favorite actors, playing Tony. Which is kind of weird because Disney kind of eliminated stereotypes and, and colorblindness throughout this, but they didn't seem to care when it came to Italians. So I thought that was kind of a bizarre. But it's, you know, Tony's place and he's Italian. I'm Italian, so who cares? I loved it. And to see the F. Murray Abram come out and singing, This is the night, it's a beautiful night. I was dying. He was so funny. He was so charming. And that classic scene with the meatball and the spaghetti kiss right on right on target then of course we get later on when lady gets uh, captured by uh the dog catcher and we get inside uh the dog house inside the pound and we hear uh the great jazz song he's a tramp you know and we have this little pekingese that was doing the little peggy lee you know she provided the voice for it he's a tramp he's a good one oh man i've been singing this all day so that whole scene was cracking me up the bulldog is done by benedict wong 
some of the voices are just classic in this live action remake. So I thought Lady and the Tramp, the two main characters, I thought they didn't have much personality. I wanted Tramp, he was voiced by Justin Thoreau, I wanted more of a scamp. I wanted someone with a little more energy, someone who was more of a rebel. And he just kind of really played it safe. It was just kind of laid there. So the chemistry between Lady and the Tramp, I just wasn't excited about that. I was more exciting when we found out uh, the different characters in the dog pound or or the rat sequence at the end when it's trying to attack the baby. It was pretty cool. Uh, but overall, this is for little kids. It really is. So just sometimes the adults might become kind of amused by it. You know, I love the music in it. The very opening, it's got the whole Christmas kind of setting to it uh, and just some of the great songs from Lady and the Tramp. So Disney is in the right direction with uh, with Lady and the Tramp when it comes to families and kids will eat it up. Seeing the dogs talk, they will go crazy for it. A little kind of creepy still. I'm not used to it, but the kids are going to love it. All right, for more reviews and interviews, just surf on over to my website at VegasFromCritic.com. I'm Jeffrey Gay Howard in Las Vegas. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you next time.